What's up, everybody? Well, as you all may know, or if you don't know, I'm about to tell you, I was recovering from COVID. And in the meantime, we could have just seen Tom Brady's last game last Sunday. Tom, this is truly the end. Thank you. Thank you for all the years I gave my mom a hard time because of how much I love Tom Brady. She doesn't really like him because of the flake gate. But at the end of the day, I still love Tom Brady. If this is truly the end, Tom, again, thank you. He brought them back from 28 to 3 all the way to... Wait, no, 27, sorry, 27. 27 to 3, he brought them back all the way from 27 to 27. They just couldn't hold it together. On the last drive, good on the Rams. Um, Good fights this weekend. Enjoy the Bellator fights. No UFC fights. Good Bellator fights, though. Ryan Bader versus Valentin Moldovsky. Again, follow me on Twitter, official underscore PITM. Instagram, Punch in the Mouth official. Um, YouTube, Punch in the Mouth TV, which I will be updating this week, I promise. Deuces, guys. Also, I finally cut my hair, so no more long hair for me. For anybody that cares. Alright, this is. What's up, everybody? Yes, I'm finally back. I got COVID, so and I still have a lingering cough. It's not as bad, but there's here nor there. We are back. I know two events have passed since the last time I talked to you guys, but here we go. We're going to start off with Calvin Cater versus Giga Chikadzie. So Calvin Cater versus Giga Chikadzie. I mean, the problem I had all week, we're going to get into this later, but with the with the news that broke with Max Holloway that he was originally going to fight Alex Volkanovsky at UFC 272 in March, and then the day later, he gets hurt. He was already calling that he should have gotten the next title shot. When you have a fight lined up that's that same weekend, you need to worry about that guy. Did you hear Calvin Cater saying that he wanted to fight Volkanovski instead of Giga? No. He was just focused on what he had to do. But you got the sense from Giga that he was overlooking this guy because he thought he was going to go in there and smash him. And he got outworked. He got outworked. As far as Calvin Cater goes, he won the fight, right? But where I think he kind of dropped the ball a bit was when they asked him who he wanted next. He should have said, give me Yair Rodriguez or Brian Ortega. Because those are the two highest guys available right now. I don't know about Yair because I don't know if he has a broken foot. But 
I know Brian Ortega hasn't been in there since September. He might be itching to get back. And then Caitlyn Chukagian just fought out her last fight on her contract. I don't, no news has come out if she's going to resign or go somewhere else. Test free agency. Because I do get it. The UFC is the quote unquote best organization. But a lot of these guys care more about money and they can make money elsewhere. They can make money elsewhere. I mean. Look, there's rumors that Kayla Harrison is about to re-sign with PFL. Just for her to fight, they pay her $100,000. She's guaranteed two appearance fees, which is... Like, let's say she just fights twice, that's $200,000. And then, if she, if she ends up making playoffs, that's $300,000. And then if she makes it to the final, that's $400,000. And if she wins all that, on top of her $400,000, she just made a million dollars. Brandon Royval. Kaylin just beats Jennifer. It was a good fight card, man. Like, there wasn't a lot of big names, but there was some good fights. But we're going to move on. So I believe Calvin Cater dropped the ball with not calling out either Yair or Brian or taking next. Like, even if it doesn't come to fruition, like, just make it be known that, yo, I'm ready to fight this guy. Because then that tells the matchmakers, like, yo, he wants something big. We should give it to him. He just gave us his great fight. Let's give it to him. Why not? Let's move on to the pay-per-view. UFC 270, Francis Ngannou versus Cyril Gan. In the comment right, you had Davison Figueiredo versus Brendan Moreno. You had Michelle Pijeda fighting Andre Fuelajo, Fijajo, Fijajo. Saeed Nurmagomedov versus Cody Stamen. Michael Morales versus Trevin Giles. Victor Henry versus Rauni Barcelos. That was a good fight. I want to start with that one. We're going to start with that one. This Victor Henry guy is a guy to look out for. He trains under Josh Barnett in Southgate. That's a good camp. He also trains under George, I believe his name is The Savage. I forgot his last name, but I met that guy a couple times. He's a really nice person. Those guys are really good coaches. Watch out for this Victor Henry guy. He's, he's going to be something to deal with in the bantamweight division. Michael Morales beats Trevin Giles. That was a crazy fight. Um, I forgot what other fight... Mike Beltran ref that night. But I was really disappointed in his performance. Because I really do respect Mike Beltran. But those two performances that he had that night refereeing. I was a little disappointed. Like you could have stopped that Michael Morales, Trevin Giles fight. On the third knockdown. But you let him keep getting up. And he got knocked down again. Like. That was unnecessary in my opinion. Again, 
I'm just a guy with opinions, right? Like, you don't have to listen to what I'm saying. But I'm saying that I think that fight could have been stopped earlier, in my opinion. And his other performance that night, it had similar vibes. I don't know if he was off that night or something, but he's a really good ref, man. And I don't know. I just wasn't impressed with his performance that night. Saeed Nurmagomedov versus Cody Stamen. The Saeed guy. I can't wait if he ends up fighting Peter Yan. Honestly, I want to see him fight Sean O'Malley. And I'm going to tell you, Saeed is going to be the favorite going into that fight. This guy is a killer. We lost the beat. I don't know what's going on with the beat. But this Saeed guy, I'm telling you, bro, these Russian guys, they're no joke. We have this guy at one, you have Peter at 135. You had Zabit at 145. I hope he's okay. You have Islam at 155. You have Hamzat at 170 and possibly 185. You have. Magomed Akilayev at 205. And then you got Volkov. Volkov just had a fight announced. He's going to fight Tom Aspinall on March 19th. That's their return to London. That's going to be a crazy fight. You know they're trying to get Patty the Batty on that card. You know that much. I wouldn't know against who. I heard it was going to be against Donald Cerrone. I hope it's not against Donald Cerrone. Donald deserves better at this point, in my opinion. In my opinion, he deserves better at this point. Michelle Pieda beats Andre Fialho. 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 It was a crazy fight. He started doing his, like, jumping knees and stuff like that. And, like, if he were just to stick to basic, Michelle Pieda would. He would win a lot more fights a lot faster. Like that one-two punch he was landing, that was money. But then he starts doing that jumping stuff, and then it starts to get dicey for him. But he did win the fight. Is he ranked? I don't know if he's ranked. Let me see. Are you ranked? No, he's not ranked. How is Hamzat only number 11? And there, and there are rumors that he's about to go fight Gilbert Burns. He should honestly fight Sean Brady, but okay. Getting far ahead of myself. Michelle Pieda, just keep winning. People are going to watch. Just keep winning. Moving on, co-main event. Davison Dugas de Guerra Figueredo versus Brandon Moreno. I'm gonna tell you guys something. People are gonna are gonna like what I'm about to say, but the the, the judges got it right. I had it three rounds to two for Davison Figueredo. The reason, I feel he won round one pretty easily. He won round three with the knockdown. 
Uh, and that's one thing I forgot to bring up. And then he won round five with the knockdown. Now, a lot of people are getting upset because they're saying, oh, well, Brandon hit him more. Sure, sure, but I'm about to show you guys something. Well, not show you. I'm going to read something to you. Um, this is from command.com. Hold on. Okay, ready? Prioritize criteria. Effective striking slash grappling. Legal blows that have immediate or cumulative impact with potential to contribute towards the end of the match with immediate weighing in more heavily than cumulative impact. Successful execution of takedown submission attempts and reversals and achievements of advantageous positions that produce immediate or cumulative impact with potential to contribute to the end of a match with immediate weighing more heavily than cumulative impact. It shall be noted that a successful takedown is merely not a changing of position, but establishment of an attack from the use of a takedown. Top and bottom position fighters are assessed more on impactful slash effective results of their actions more so than their position their criterion will be the deciding factor in a high majority of the decision when scoring a round the next two criteria must be treated only as backup must be treated as backup used only when effective striking slash grappling is not 100% equal for the round. Effective aggressiveness. Okay. I didn't need to read that whole thing. But my point is. Brandon went down, right? Brandon hit him. Or Brandon went down. Brandon went down. In the third and in the fifth. I don't know why they say that the knockdowns don't really count. Like, even the commentators were saying that at the end of the broadcast. It should count. Like, it has to count. That those fights were equal. Like, those those were, for those two rounds, they were the most significant thing that happened. And then, in the first round, it was very even. But I feel Davison did a little bit more. So, I gave him the first round. But, look, immediately. They're looking at the immediate impact of these strikes, which Davison had two knockdowns in that whole fight in the third and in the fifth. And those rounds were close. Don't get me wrong. They were close. But still. <clears throat> I feel Davison won. And people are upset, yes. I believe more people are upset because of the way Davidson was acting before and after the fact because he was saying some silly stuff. But besides that, he won the fight. There should be a fourth fight right away. If you ask me, there should be a fourth fight. I know Kaikara France and Ashkar Ashcroft are going to fight, I believe, in March. That's going to be a good fight, but... This fourth fight needs to happen. It needs to happen, this fourth fight. 
They're one one and one. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. And people were telling me, I was like, well, I didn't really see Davidson be a better fighter. I'm like, really? Really? He, he's a ten times better fighter than what he was the second and first time. Because he wasn't gassed. He was there. He It was a controlled aggression from him, but he wasn't gassed. I believe the move to Arizona helped Davidson a lot. And Brandon Moreno showed that, hey, man, I'm, I'm a top dog here, too. Because he, 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 in a game of inches, if he would have done probably one, two things differently, he would have won that fight. But I believe he got overconfident and um, that allowed Figueredo to catch him. I believe that. The knockdowns for me are what ultimately won Figueredo this fight. Two seventy, the heavyweight championship fight. There was a lot of behind the scenes drama going on with this fight. We all know that this was Francis' last fight on his contract. Um, before he enters what's called the champions clause, so now him and AJ are in the champions clause. And I've explained this before, and I'm gonna make a video about it. I just haven't. I mean, I have, but those videos are garbage. That's why I'm going to make a better one. So now, what happens is Francis' contract gets extended for one year or three fights. He could fight three times within a year and be done with the contract. Or he could just sit out a whole year and be like, okay, I'm going to wait till January of next year. <laughs> What I believe is going to happen because Francis and his team are saying it's not only about money, it's about that I want to box too. Here's what I be believe is going to happen. I believe Francis will leave the UFC. I believe he leaves the UFC and he's going to go to Showtime. Because they have Showtime Boxing and they have Bellator. And there they will make the deal. Okay, Francis, you want to box? You want to do MMA? We could do it here. Because MVP, remember he had that in his contract? Michael Venom Page, he has it in his contract. You know, I want to box. So he could box. If he wants to. So, if that's what it is, I believe Francis goes to Showtime. I could be wrong. I want to see him in the UFC. But if they can't come to some type of agreement, I do want to see both parties happy. So, both parties will be happy, right? And So, it's going to be, I believe it'll be something similar to what happened to BJ Penn, that BJ wanted to fight all over the world and the UFC wasn't having it. So, BJ just left. I believe he's going to leave. Never losing the belt and he'll come back eventually.
because there's only two fights out there for Francis that really intrigue me in the UFC, which are steep. Well, actually, three, and then two of them are rematches. Well, one of them's a trilogy, and then the other one's a rematch, which would be with actually nine. I think of it four. It would either be. Francis versus Stipe for the third time. Francis rematching Cyril gone for the second time. And then Francis rematching Derek Lewis. Or the big one, which would be the debut of John Jones versus Francis Ngannou for the heavyweight belt. And I'm going to tell you guys something. I like John Jones' chances. I like his chances. Yes, Francis was hurt Saturday night, but if Jones can avoid his power and take him down, I believe John Jones will become heavyweight champion. I don't think he'll finish Francis, but I think he'll beat him. And John was tweeting that too. He was going, this is the apex of the heavyweight division. I can't wait to fight these guys. Because he was even saying, I'll beat both of these guys. He was tweeting that Saturday night. I don't know if people saw that. He's like, if this is the apex of the heavyweight division, I cannot wait. I will beat both of these guys. It was hilarious. It was genius on his part because he's getting people to talk about him. So pure genius on his part. There's no UFC this weekend. That makes me sad when there's no UFC because then I feel there's something missing in my life. But what we do have is Bellator. Valentin Moldovsky will try and unify the belts with Ryan Bader. I mean, that's it's funny. To me, it's funny because they're already saying that if Bader wins... Valentin Moldovsky's training partner, the great Fedor Emelianenko, is going to probably fight him. I mean, that's cool. But still, like, at least let this fight happen before you start saying things like that, please. So, Ryan Bader will fight Valentin Moldovsky. Benson Henderson will fight Islam Mamadov. Henry Corrales is going to fight Aiden Lee. What a crazy fight, man. Darren Caldwell is going to fight Enrique Barzola on the main prelim. Can't wait for this fight. I don't know who's going to win this fight. Again... I don't know if Valentin Moldovsky has the psychological edge over Ryan Bader because Vadim Nenkov is the one that beat Ryan Bader at light heavyweight for the belt. So I don't know if Vadim is giving him pointers on what to do. You know what I mean? That's a crazy fight. Although there's no UFC this weekend. There will be some next weekend. Is wait, I don't know. 
Is Bellaton on Friday? Or is it on Saturday? 29th. It's on Saturday. So at least we do get MMA this weekend with Bellaton on Saturday. Saturday, right? Here's Tuesday. Tomorrow's Wednesday. Yeah. to make sure I had to make sure um so we'll get UFC the following weekend with Jack Hermanson versus Sean Strickland and I will go back to I, I know I'm jumping around but I will go back to Cyril in a moment um so right now, it looks like the only main card fight is going to be Jack Hermanson versus Sean Strickland. The prelims, Alexis Davis is going to fight. Yeah, this card doesn't seem all that great, but bro, you never know. There might be some that will sneak up on you. And then the weekend after that is Adesanya versus Whitaker 2. That one has some fight. Bobby Green's gonna fight Nasart Hakparast Hakparast Kyler Phillips gonna fight Marcelo Rojo Jared Cannonier is gonna fight Derek Brunson Blonde Brunson undefeated um, and then the co-main event you got Derek Lewis versus Tai Tuivasa and then in the main event you got Israel Adesanya versus Robert Whitaker. And then your featured prelim is going to be the retirement fight of Roxanne Modafferi. She's going to fight Casey O'Neill. Ed Herman's going to be on the card. Finally, the rematch between Alex Perez and Matt Chanel is going to happen on that card. Alex Hernandez is going to fight Renato Moicano. That's a good card. Going back to Cyril, I mean, first of all, what I should say is, I don't know why I didn't say this earlier, that performance in that main event, it was great, that was a great fight, now are people mad because Francis didn't go in there and be the predator, the predator and just take Cyril's head off, maybe, but Cyril's very elusive. Cyril was so elusive that Francis didn't know what to do for two rounds. And then Francis exploited a weakness that Cyril had, his ground game. So Francis took him down and realized, oh, well, I could stay on top of him for the next three rounds. He's not going to do anything about it. And But Cyril did try, right? Cyril went for the leg lock. It didn't work out for him, but he tried and did it anyway. Good on you, Cyril. I mean, if Francis were to leave, okay, let's look at it. If Francis were to leave, what did I do with the, oh, here they are. If Francis were to leave. You still got Cyril gone, Stipe Miocic, 
Derek Lewis, Curtis Blades, Alexander Volkov, Rosinia Rosenstrike, Chris Dawkins. Marcin Tiboro, Tom Aspinall, Taitu Ibasa, Augusto Sakai, Blagoi Ivanov, Paul Harris, and Sergey Spivet, and Sergey Pavlovich, and then there's this other guy, Shamuel. Abudak Hamanov. Abudak I hope I said that right. The heavyweight division was gonna is gonna be fine. Now what it does create is this is this narrative that. Oh, and there's John Jones out there. Like the fa John Jones will make his heavyweight debut when it's all said and done. I believe we at least see John Jones fight once at heavyweight. With Francis gone, does it put like a little black eye on the heavyweight division? Sure. Like it did when when BJ left and Matt Hughes ended up winning the belt again. But. They'll move on. Is there a possibility that, that Francis down the line comes back? Sure. But the, it's going to eat these fight. It's going to eat these fighters away on the inside that Francis left without any of them getting a shot at the title. Like they even asked Cyril. I'm like, if Francis leaves, will you just be content to fight for the belly again? He said, no. He's like, I want to fight Francis because I know I can beat him. It's going to eat away at these guys. Will they be fine at the end of the day? Sure. Yes, they will. But it will eat away at them. That, like it eats away at all, all these lightweights. It eats away at Connor. He never got a shot at Khabib again. It eats away at him. Okay, let's move on. So... UFC 272, originally, that was going to be the fight card where Peter Young was going to fight Aljamain Sterling and Alexander Volkanovsky was going to fight Max Holloway. The day after they announced that, Max says that he can't take the fight because he's hurt. And then it became a thing of, oh, Henry's going to do it. Yair wanted to do it. Korean Zombie wanted to do it. What helped Korean Zombie is that Volkov, Volkanovsky said, I want to fight Korean Zombie. And I'm going to get to Henry in a moment. We'll get to Henry in a moment. But then I was on Twitter a few days later, and then I saw that Al Jermaine Sterling posted. It's I'm hearing... Until April now. And I'm like what? And then. A few days later it came out that. Jorge Masvidal would fight. Kobe Covington in March. 
the reason they didn't keep it, the the reason they don't keep any champions on like big fights like that is because the champions become a partner in the pay per view and they get a cut of it. That's why when Connor fights, unless he's fighting for a belt, you never see when he fights, unless he's fighting the champion, there's a title fight. Because it generates so much money the UFC doesn't want to give the champion a piece of that unless they're a part of the they were they're a part of the fight. You know what I mean? So I believe the UFC thinks this fight's gonna generate so much money and it's funny because they're both from the 305 area code in Florida and it's happening on March 5th the only thing is that they needed this fight to happen in Florida and it would all been cool but it's gonna happen in Vegas so oh well I believe that that's a missed opportunity by the UFC but they probably looked at it and thought now they're like Vegas it is because you have to think about it in Vegas the strip is right there the hotels are right there the city itself brings in a lot of money like that's another thing to look at too the the airlines are gonna make a ton of money because you know people are gonna be flying in from Florida to see this fight live So, UFC 272 will now be main evented by Jorge Mazadal versus Colby Covington. Marina Rodriguez is going to fight Jan Shinian. Edson Barboso is going to fight Bryce Mitchell. Delonte Smith will fight Eric Gonzalez. Mariana Munoz will fight Marina Akapovov. Jalene Turner will fight Jamie Merklinke. Nicole Negamir. Ian will fight Ihom. Porteria, Kevin Holland will fight Alex Oliveira, Jessica I is gonna fight Manon Firiat, Tim Elliott will fight Tajir Ilambekov, Sergey Spivak is gonna fight Greg Hardy, Michelle Oldzelegusik will fight Dustin Jacoby. That's the full fight card. Oh my god. That Marina Rodriguez Yan Shinian fight. I can't wait for that fight. I like Marina Rodriguez. She's pretty cool. So that's UFC 272. And then they. So what ends up happening is they moved the title fights to UFC 273. But in between UFC 271 and 272, there's two fights. There's Rafael Dos Anjos going to fight Rafael Aziv, which will also feature Johnny Walker versus Jamal Hill, Lear Latifi versus Alexander Romanov, Jessica Rose Clark is going to fight Stephanie Eager, Diana 
Perbitia, fue Gloria de Paula, and Chad Anglinger, fue Jesse Strader. And then Islam Mahashev Bufay Benil Dariush and Makamud Mirida Bufay Misha Krikunov. Those are the only two. For, oh no, then there's a bunch of other ones over here, but the only two announced fights will, will be those. Oh, but they're saying an announced fight is Ian Kutislava versus. Ryan Span, that's a good fight. Dude, this Priscilla girl still part of the UFC? I didn't know that. Oh, my boy. Armin Tarukanov is going to fight. Ooh, that's a good fight. Armin Tarukanov will fight Joel Alves. I can't wait for that fight. I'm definitely marking that one. That's a good fight. Oh, and Terrence McKinney's coming back. Well, this is a good fight card. So, out of all that craziness with the featherweights, Korean Zombie ended up being the guy. That upset some people, but it upset Giga because Giga was mad. But that's why I believe Giga lost because he was more worried about that than his own fight because I believe in his mind he thought he had already won. Like, I believe in Giga's mind, he's like, there's no way I'm losing to this guy. <laughs> so, Korean Zombie gets it. Um, The more interesting was that Henry wanted to fight Volk. That would have been an interesting fight. One thing to keep in mind is Henry retired, right? I didn't know this till I researched it. But it says, retirement responsibilities. This is from... The USADA UFC anti-doping program. This is from ufc.usada.org slash testing slash retirement. Okay, ready? Retirement responsibilities. For USADA and UFC anti-doping purposes, UFC athletes who retire from competitive, from competitive sports must promptly inform the UFC in writing through fax, courier, or email. Of their retirement. Athletes who do not formally notify UFC of their retirement Retirement or otherwise cease their contractual relationship with the UFC shall remain subject to the requirements of an athlete in the UFC registered pool testing, including the obligation to submit to doping controlled upon request. If an athlete retires or ceases to be under contract with the UFC while USADA is conducting the results, management processes USADA. USADA retains the jurisdiction to compete its results management process. If an athlete retires or ceases to be under the contract with the UFC before any results management process has begun, and USADA had result management authority over the athlete at the time of the athlete's committed ADPV, USADA has authority to conduct result management in respect to the to the ADP. So basically what this is saying is, in Henry's case, remember how he was in the cage saying that, oh, well, I'm going to retire if he never, it, for all we know, Henry's been submitting 
two, USADA, his urine, his blood, whatever they're asking for testing. If he never put it in writing that I'm retiring and they never put him out of the pool, he could come back tomorrow. Now, if he was, look, it's right here. Return from retirement. It's right here. In accordance with Article 5.7.3 of the UFC anti-doping policy, athletes wanting to come out of retirement must enroll in the UFC RTP and make themselves available for testing for a period of at least six months before returning to competition. To re-enroll in the UFC, an athlete must send return from retirement statement through calendar, fax, or email to the UFC. Okay, so if he if he could, for all I know, he could still be getting tested. But if he took himself out, he has to wait six months before coming back. Like he has to go through the process for six whole months before they let him come back. So in the UFC's eyes, like let's say he did retire, be like, okay, well you can't fight right now, so no, we're gonna go with, with Korean Zombie. But if Henry's been getting tested and all this stuff, he could have fought. The UFC just didn't want to give it to him. Now, why do I believe the UFC didn't give it to him? I believe the UFC didn't give it to him because that fight's not going to draw. Like, not even Korean Zombie's going to draw to a certain extent. The fight that's drawing on that card is Peter Young versus Aljamain starting because of all the drama behind it. That's the fight that's drawing right now. And I'm going to tell you guys something else. You want to know what what fight drew at UFC 270 last weekend? I'll tell you. It wasn't Francis versus Cyril Gunn. It was Davison Figueredo versus Brandon Moreno. That is the fight that drew last weekend. People are going to get mad. That's fine. But that's the truth. So, there's rumors right now that UFC 274 could take place in Brazil. And that they want to load it with a bunch of Brazilians. And they're off to a good start because Yuri Prochatska will, will face Glover Teixeira at UFC 274. So, we'll see, we'll see what happens. I believe it's just a matter of time before Yuri wins the belt. I don't know if he's going to beat Glover. I'm not saying I'm cheering for Yuri. But that guy's just really good. I don't see him losing anytime soon. And he's only 29. He's barely entering the quote-unquote prime years of his career. And he's only had two fights in the UFC. Like, he's... I, maybe it's because the light heavyweight division isn't so deep, but that's my problem with people getting mad at me and saying, I want to see Hamza fight Kamar Usman. But the welterweight division has is deep. That one's deep. That's probably what it is. We got time for one more 
thing, which is my favorite segment ever, the matchmaking segment. Okay, so I'm gonna start with Calvin Cater and Giga Chikaze. If I could find it, oh, they're backwards. Okay, so Calvin Cater should either fight Brian Ortega or Yaya Rodriguez. Those are the two highest available guys. Giga. Haven't fight Josh Emmett. Arnold Allen just got a fight announced. So. Haven't fight Josh Emmett. That's a good fight. I'm not going to do Francis because we don't know what's going to end up happening with Francis. So I'm going to. So Derek Lewis is going to fight Taitui Vasa. So, you should have zero fight Stipe. Because I don't know what's going to happen with Francis. And then Brandon and Figueredo should just rematch each other. And I'm still, I'm telling you, bro, the fight to make at light heavyweight that nobody's talking about is Anthony Smith versus Dominic Reyes. I don't know why nobody wants to see this fight happen besides me. But that's all I got for you guys this week. Thank you. Um, again, follow me on Instagram, Punch in the Mouth Official. Uh, Twitter, official underscore PITM. On my Instagram, if you click on the link in the bio, that's my link tree that'll send you everywhere that I have. Like a social media presence on Twitter, on YouTube, Punch in the Mouth TV, on LinkedIn. I'm going to start my blog really soon. Can't wait. Anyway, guys, deuces. Have a good week. Enjoy Bellator this weekend. It's going to be good.